God. Man, he's good. Should never even hesitate to know just how good he is. Glory to God. He is a a wonderful, extravagant. He is a You know he's beyond words. At some point, you do just have to start speaking. If you couldn't speak in tongues, you probably couldn't describe him, right? He is amazing. He is amazing. Glory to God. Open your Bibles to uh, uh, Luke. Open your Bibles to Luke. You know, we've been talking, last time we were, um, I was talking on Friday night, we were talking about, and and how I started the same way as tonight, how words in our language in, in, in today's culture have lost some of their value in in the earth and you know and and the main word we've been focusing on is believe you know believe you know the 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 words when god speaks a word it's eternal when we speak a word it has expiration dates on it right when 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 we listen to the word too many times we listen the way we believe and we put an expiration date on it. Now, I know none of you have ever done that, but you ever been believing for something? But then all of a sudden it didn't happen in your time, right? And all of a sudden you aren't believing anymore. But when somebody asks you, were you, oh, I was believing. Were you? Because God's word believe has no end. It has no end. It has no expiration date. There's no time where it stops because it means to put full trust in, commit to, rely on, adhere to. In other words, to, to, you've, you've got your faith in him. If this doesn't work, then we're all going to fail. Right? I'm not looking for another way. I'm not looking for an excuse. And, and, you know, so often, instead of just saying... You know, I, I probably got to get stronger in my faith area because I slipped out. Instead of just saying that, they say, no, I was believing. I was believing. If we were believing, we were make-believing. Right? Because anything outside of God-belief is make-believe. Amen? That, that's what it is. Because it, it, is, it is a pretend faith. It's a pretend belief, and, and, we, and we tend to look at things that way. It's kind of like because we base everything on feeling. Believe is a feeling to us. Do you feel like you believe? Yeah, I feel like I believe today. Right? How would you feel yesterday? I didn't believe much yesterday, but today I feel like I'm believing. Believing's not a feeling. Right? It's a spiritual force. It is a spiritual force. It's like love. We, we got the word love out there in so many places that people don't know what it means anymore. It is the, it is the power that created the universe. Right? And, and it is the power by which everything else spins. Nothing, nothing works without love. And it is an eternal force, not a feeling. But human love has in. Right? You, they, we loved you last week, but mm, that message you preached this week, mm, no love there. Right? Well, I loved her when I married her. Right? <laughs> what, what happened then? I mean, there's lots of things that happen. Don't get me wrong. God's merciful. He's free. He forgives us for things. But let's, let's let love be love. If we mess it up, let's say I walked out of love. 
Let's, let's, you, you know, right? Didn't mean love quit existing because love never quit existing. You may have walked away from it. You may have walked out of it, it but it didn't end because it has no end. So it can't end. It's not possible. Right? But we have make believe love. Right? Let's pretend like we love each other till we don't. Right? And when we don't, let's do something new. Let's talk bad about each other then. We'll talk good about each other and tell each other how great we all are until you do something I don't like, and then we won't love anymore, and I'll talk bad about you. How much fun would that be? Must be fun because there's lots of people doing it all over the world. In church. Right? But but there is a love that overcomes all of that. And 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 when instead of getting mad at somebody or or saying, well, you know, you had people that you guys probably never done that, but you look at somebody, well, if you're such a faith person, why why are you coughing? Well, if you're such a faith person, why don't you love them and pray? Instead of ask that question. If we were always walking in love, there would be no stupid. Right? You'd do away with stupid. It wouldn't exist. It would cease to exist in your atmosphere, right? Because you would always be looking to love. If you did hear somebody, you know, they're a great first faith person. Lord, help them. I know they've got the faith to overcome this. Strengthen them. Instead of hmm, why ain't they in church this week? I went to church. They didn't go to church. Pray for them. Maybe they miss for a reason that they need prayer, right? We don't want to keep doing this make-believe Christianity, make-believe believing, right? Pretending like we believe, but the minute it doesn't go our way, we do something different. Amen? And, and, and believing is, is something that we all have the ability to do. Everybody, everybody in here, every person in the universe has the ability to believe. Right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, begotten Son, that whosoever believes. So anybody that's a whosoever has the ability to believe. And it says, so that we should not perish, but that we should have everlasting life. Doesn't mean you will. It says you should. Right? There's a lot of things that I should have done that I didn't do. Because I was make-believing. I remember when the business was doing horrible and we started going to church. The fact is we started going with Stephen Cindy at church in Springfield. And I was so make-believing that nobody could tell that I wasn't in faith because I was good at make-believing. They thought, they thought I had it made. But I was make-believing. It, it, it stunk. And, and I did not have the faith to get out of the place I was in. But I was looking for it. But sometimes you need to say, help. Help, Lord. I know where I'm at. I know what I have. And I need some help. Amen? Instead of make-believing. Amen? And, 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 and he'll start putting the word in you. As we hear the word, faith comes. We still have to believe it. But as we hear the word, faith comes. You'll say, everybody that hears the word, believe No. You don't have to believe it. Right? Well, we're in Luke. We'll start. That's, that wasn't where I was going, but we'll start. 
Start with that, Luke 8. Luke 8, what is it, verse 12, maybe? Luke 8, 12. Yeah, he's talking about the parable of the sower. He said, those by the wayside, that's the hard ground. Hard ground. How many people have ever tried to plant something in hard ground? <laughs> it don't work. I know, I say, I don't like tilling and stuff like that. So sometimes I just throw grass seed out there hoping it'll grow. And sometimes it grows, but it's so shallow that the minute the sun comes out, it burns it up, right? Because it can't get through that hard ground. But I don't like doing it, so there's just not going to be grass there. I go with rocks. Rocks are plentiful in Stone County. Let's go with rocks. Amen? Those by the wayside are those that hear, then cometh the devil to take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe. What's he saying? saying he's got to get that word out of there before faith comes. Right? So what's he do? He says, says I'll get that word away from him. He steals the word. The thief comes immediately to steal the word. And, and you know, it doesn't, it's not sown because the ground's too hard. Right? You ever dealt with a hard-hearted person? Right? You ever been a hard-hearted person? You know, sometimes <laughs> when you're in church... And you've been going to church, you act like these verses are for somebody that's way over here. (laughs) When every person in here has dined from this menu, right? Every person in here has ordered off these four four products on the menu. Amen? You're glad that you got number four. How many people want to dine off number four all your life? You, You want to be number four. I got a bunch of fours in here, right? Right? And nobody wants to order number one. But you have ordered it at one time in your life probably. Right? He said, he said, get, they served it to you. And you said, they said, what would you like? I'll take a number one, please. That's a, I don't need you. I got my own way. Besides that, I got family that's Christian. They're mean as a badger. Give me some of that. Give me order number one. And you ordered it. Amen? <laughs> but they, the, the, the devil wants to get that because he doesn't want you to believe. This person would never tell you they believed. No make-believe. They're not trying to believe. They don't want to believe. Right? Let's get rid of that word so we don't accidentally believe. Right? Next verse. They on the rock... Or they which hear the word and they receive it with joy. Right? They have no, but they have no root in themselves. And they have no root which for a while believe. So here's a little bit of believing. People say, once you believed, didn't you believe? No. What did Peter do? He walked on the water and he was believing. Right? He looked elsewhere and he quit believing. I mean, no, you can believe. And you can quit believing. Right? These people, they don't like to wait for anything. Right? I was in faith just yesterday. Why didn't it happen? Right? So they say, give me a number two. And I'll, and I'll have a, a side of impatience and offense with it. Right? Because I don't want to wait for it. If it doesn't happen the way I think it should, I'm going to tell you I was believing. This, guy, this person would tell you they were in faith. 
They were believing. Why? They did believe. They, they wouldn't be lying, would they? It says they believed for a while. Do you know what believing for a while gets you? The ability to say, I believed for a while. Right? And start over. You also get to start over because God's full of mercy. Right? Number three, they which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked out, choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit, bring forth no fruit. But the seed fell. It got in their heart, right? They ordered up a number three. They said, I'll have a big helping of I'm too busy, and I'll need some worry, and I'll also want some, if I only had enough money, I could fix this. Hmm? You may have ever been there? I know when I was broke, 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 I thought, all I need is money. And which was exactly the last thing I needed. It was the last thing I needed. If that's what you're thinking, it's the it's what you absolutely don't need. <laughs> well, you got quiet. Because <laughs> money doesn't fix problems. Money makes problems. Right? More money, more problems. We just saw it last night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you learn how to get money and how to handle money, when you get prosperity, then you can have all the money you need because money doesn't have you. Amen? But, but when, you're, when you're looking at it from the way they're looking at it, sure, you'll hear the word, but you'll never bring any fruit out. You'll never produce from that fruit, from that, from that seed. And, and, and you won't produce because of other reasons. But if you ask that person... They'd say, yeah, I heard the word and I believed it. It didn't work for me. It didn't work for me. Well, of course it didn't work for you. Right? Why? Because you quit believing. You choked it out with unbelief. With things that aren't belief. Amen? And when we choke it out, and people say, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you would. We all would. We've all done it. You know, everybody thinks they're Joshua and Caleb. And yes, that's who you want to be. But there was probably a day where you were one of the other ten. Right? There was probably a day where you were number nine. And man, you walked out there and saw the size of those grapes and woo and then you saw the size of the giants. <laughs> right? I can do it until I see something bigger than me. Right? And the Bible wasn't written, these, these, they weren't put in there so we could just see Joshua and Caleb, but so that we could see the other ten and know we don't have to do that. That, that there is a number four. There, there is a number four on the menu. And you can order it up every day. I'll have a number four. I want a number four with a, with a big helping of thank you, Lord. And I want, I want some, some grace and mercy to go with it. And I want to be thankful while I eat it. And I want to work on that every day. And it's going to produce fruit. Because number four is that which is on a good ground. And of an honest and good heart, having heard the word, grabbed hold of it. Grabbed hold of it. 
You know, so, so many times, like number three, what he did was he grabbed the word and then he held on to his life. Right? He, he grabbed the word, but he wanted everything else. How do I know? Right? Maybe I've done that. Not anymore. By the grace of God. You know, but we're all people. I have opportunity to do it every day. You have opportunity to do it every day. Probably have done it. Right? Because because we have that opportunity and the devil's going to make sure to push it in there. Especially once the word comes. If he can't steal it away from you, right? He's going to find a way to get you offended. Or, or try your patience. Right? So, so that nothing grows there. And if you can't do that, he'll get you too busy with your own life and everything else that you were doing to be successful. And, and he'll get you so busy with that that nothing happens with this word either. Because that's what he does. That's what he does when we're believing for healing. Think, think about this. Um, where is J. Iris's daughter? I don't know if I put it in here. It's in Luke too, isn't it? It's probably in all of them, but it's in Luke. Yeah, it's in Luke 8. Look at that. Man. That Luke, he had it going on. And behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue. He fell down at the feet, at, at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come to his house. And then what happened? For he only had one daughter, about 12 years old. She lay dying, but as he went. But apparently Jesus said, yeah, I'll go. Because that's where they're headed. But it says, as he went. So, so Jairus is in faith. He's believing. He's saying, I got Jesus coming to my house. Daughter healed. He has already received his daughter healed. He is headed towards home. And all of a sudden, this lady stops him. And takes a healing. Right? And Jesus asks her about it. And she starts telling, giving the testimony. Right? Man, I was, I was sick for 12 years. I couldn't get out of bed. I was weak. I went to every doctor I ever knew, tried every medicine they made. I got worse, not better. But today, today I acted on what I believed. And I received my healing. And this whole time, he's standing there, and the devil's coming up to him and says, how would you like a drink of impatience and offense while you're standing here, waiting on this lady, talking while your daughter's laying in bed? Don't you know he offered him all kinds of stuff? Can't you Just, just forget it. You're never going to make it now. Right? Because that's, that's what the devil does. He's the waiter. For number one, two, and three, right? He'll serve you all you want off that menu, right? You want number one, two, or three? Say, I don't want no, I want any of those. I want four. Oh no, no, four is not available today. Four is available every day. Amen. And so Jairus is standing around, and 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 as as he refuses, and that's what you have to do because that's persecution. That, that's, that's the little things that will take your faith away from you. Amen? Like Mrs. Moore said, 
last Friday. You took your bite of the apple and then you put it down and you forgot to look. You're still working on that bite, but now the devil's got you in a whole other place. How many forgot about their bite? Right? Don't forget about your bite. I bit so much I didn't have any apple left. I was serious. I ate the core and all. Do you know if you eat the core of the apple, you don't have to throw it away? Right? Well, I always eat an apple. She, she didn't know I did that, and she'd give me one in my chair, and she'd say, where's your core? I ate it. I didn't want to get up. So what am I saying? People who eat their apple cores are lazy? Maybe. <laughs> Where were we? That's totally off subject. <laughs> but what he wants to do is get you to order one, two, or three. He wants to get you. He wants to get Jairus offended. He wants to get him. He wants to get him away from what Jesus said. And then he has somebody come up to him and offer him some hopelessness. Your daughter's dead. Don't bother the master anymore. Let me, let me, do you want some hopelessness? And immediately before he could order it, Jesus turns around and says, believe only. He says, believe only. In other words, have be faithful to what I already told you. Be faithful to what you already asked for. And if you will be, your daughter will live. Amen? So, so even though there's a devil out there trying to talk us into giving up, there's a, God, there's a father out there there's, there, there's a son out there that's always in us, always around us, and they'll always give you hope. They'll always bring you back. They'll always give you a place to stand. He said, here, let me give you a solid ground. Amen? Let, let, me, let me put you somewhere where you can't fall. And Jairus took that. Never heard where Jairus said anything else, right? Jairus is how hillbilly say it, by the way. I don't know how you say it, really. Jairus. Jairus. He didn't take another thing. And because he didn't, even when they got to his house, not another word. Didn't listen to the people around him. Didn't, didn't say, well, Jesus, you can't kick them out. That's my family, no. Kick them right on out. You know, sometimes your family is not who needs to be there. Right? You know, sometimes the hardest person for me to believe for is my daughter. People say, well, that'll be easy. No. That's my daughter. The devil offers me a play to worry every time something happens with her. Right? He says, I can't find her on her text. She's not answering me. Hey, how about a play to worry? How about a play to who, who, you never know what happened to her? How about a play to, man, there's a lot of weirdos out there. Right? And God says, what about when I told you what God has joined together, let no man put asunder? And I said, that's right, God. Thank you. Amen? So it was a good for him to be out. And what did he get? He got his daughter healed. He got exactly what he was believing for. And had he went a different direction with that and not got it, first of all, it wouldn't be in the book, but it would have been make-believe. He said, I believe God, and I got stopped. And before Jesus could get there, it was too late, and my daughter died. He said, I was believing too. 
and then this happened. I was believing, and then this happened. I was believing. It's too much of that. If you were believing, you had it. (laughs) My brother asked me, he said, how would you know if you were in faith? I said, you'd already have it. I mean, that's the simple answer. If you're in faith, you have it. Even if it's not in your possession, you have it. Because when you believe, you receive. Amen? Remember what it says in James. In James it says, it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Be guaranteed the devil's going to offer you a side of wavery. Huh? He wants you to have some wavery. He wants you to have some swerving. He wants you to have some doubt. But if you ask in faith, nothing wavering. Because he that wavers is like the sand of the, uh, like the waves of the sea, and we're tossed back and forth. And he, then he says, "Let not that man think God will give him anything." That's not what it says. That's how our minds read it. See, that's what I'm telling you about. We got to watch words, because what it says is, "Let not that man think that he'll receive anything." God can't quit giving; he's already given. It's too late. God doesn't take back gifts. Right? And how many, if you don't know it yet, it's not a good way to train your kids. God didn't train you that way. You may have lost a gift, but God never took it. And it was still yours the whole time. (laughs) That's just true. God doesn't take gifts, doesn't do it. He gives gifts. But sometimes we get to a position we can no longer receive. What? Condemnation? Condemnation is a faith killer. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to get this. I shouldn't have that. Man, the the devil will help you out on that one for sure. Yeah, you are scum. Did you remember what you were just thinking about the other day driving down the road when that guy pulled out in front of you? Did you think about it just the other day when that person wasn't nice to you? you're, You're not a good person. He'll have you, you know what? God didn't save any good people. He didn't save one good person. He saved a bunch of sinners just like you and me, right? And he brought us out and called us good. He gave us his name, which is good. Amen? And the devil wants us to be in condemnation. He wants us to be unworthy. Why? Because it's a faith killer. It, 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 you, you, you can't believe for anything in condemnation. You'll quit believing. That's what the devil wants to serve you, though, right? Look at, uh, look at the man in John. Uh, it's a healing, healing night. John, John 4. Because, you know, too many times we've started... How many have ever started believing for healing in your body and then questions came? Because... It didn't come in your time frame, first of all, right? And some of the times the question is, am I not believing? Well, if that's your question, yeah. (laughs) Right? I mean, if you can ask that question, you're not believing. You you know, you may believe God can. You may believe he wants to. But for some reason, you don't believe he is. But the truth is, he already has. Amen? we got to get to where when we say... Believe. When, when, when we decide to believe, 
then we grab hold of it with all our might and we can't be offered anything else on the menu and take it. This is all I want. I'm going to produce from this seed and this seed only. I'm going to do 30. I'm going to do 60. I'm going to do 100. I'm going to have the most of everything I can get. I only want number four. Amen? It'd be better to have a hundred number fours, right, than 25. You know, if, if, if that's true and three out of every four don't receive, let's all be fours. Right? Let's all be fours. It's real easy. I'll be a four. You guys want to be a four? Let's be fours. Just refuse to be a one, two, or three. Right? They can say, what place do you want? Fourth. I want fourth place. Right? What plate do you want? Number four. I'll take my number four and I want a full side of thank you, Lord. All right? And I want some hallelujah. Right? And I, and I want some praise. I want to praise my Father. I'm going to have number four every day of my life. Amen? But but don't think that when you begin believing that when something happens that that it's the God testing you, it's the devil trying to steal your seed. He's trying to get your harvest. He doesn't want you to even get thirty, let alone sixty and a hundred. Amen. And and I'm not talking about money. You could get it in money. You could get it in health. You could get it in a lot of ways. Right? But it's believing that's going to get it. Believing, believers are who receive. They're who rest. Think about this. If you're truly believing, real belief. Do you know somebody that you can ask to do something, once you ask them, you let it go? That's real belief. Right? Like, I don't ever look at our bills hardly. Why? Because Kim pays them. Because she takes my check. So I don't have a check to pay him with anyway. So, yeah. So there's no reason for me to even think about it. But I don't go around. Did you, pay, did you get the bill paid? Did you get that bill paid? I hope Kim got the bills paid. Lord, help get ben, Kim to get the bills paid. Oh, my goodness. What are we going to do if the bills don't get paid? That, that's not believing. When you truly have faith in God, you rest. You rest. You know, and and those that didn't believe couldn't enter into his rest. It doesn't say he stopped them from entering in. They could not. Why? Because you have to enter in by faith. You enter in by believing. Amen? Glory to God. Where did I say go? John? John 4. John 4, 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he made water into wine. Now, I don't know if this guy was at the party or not. I don't know why he knew Jesus, but he'd heard, right? And that, that's where faith comes, by hearing the word. Jesus is the word. He heard about him, right? Faith comes. And he said, I'm going to go find him. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. And Jesus said unto him, I'm coming. It's not what Jesus said, is it? Jesus said, except you see, you won't believe. How many know that seeing isn't how faith comes? Hearing is how faith comes. Jesus said, unless you see, you won't believe. 
I don't know that the guy understood that or not. But Jesus is saying, I don't want you to believe because you see. Remember, remember what he told Thomas. He said, he said Thomas, you believe because you, you see, have seen me. Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. In other words, blessed are those that have faith because they heard. Amen? When we hear God's Word, we need to, we need to grasp it as truth. We need, we need to grab a hold of it as the only truth, and we need, to, we need to make it our report. We need to make it our report. You can go to the doctor after that, and you already have a report. Right? You have a report. You don't need a new report. You just have your report, and whatever his report says is going to have to come around to line up with the report you already have. Why? Because you heard that God's a healing God. You heard that by whose stripes you were healed. You heard, and you grabbed hold of that report, and you refused to have anything else because God's Word's truth. And, and, and we let that get corrupted with what ifs and experience, right? God's word's true, but no, God's word's true. No buts, right? No buts, no ifs, no ands. What was it if my coach used to say, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, what a Merry Christmas we'd have? <laughs> right? That's what he always told me. I'd say, Coach, if you only do this, he'd say, ifs and buts, Vaughn, ifs and buts. <laughs> Shut up and run another 40. I'm like, no, I don't want to run, Coach. <laughs> well, we get off into a lot of stuff, don't we? <clears throat> when he heard Jesus was coming out of Judea into Galilee, he went and besought him. And Jesus said, except you see, except you see, you won't believe. And then he said, sir, Come. What do you do? Ask him again. You know that God's a merciful God. He asked him again. He said, Sir, come. Ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go your way. Your son liveth. At that moment, he had an opportunity to order off the menu. Right there. Time to order off the menu. Got a word from God. You know, when, you, when we get a word from God, don't let go of it. Every time there's persecution, every time the heat's turned up, every time it doesn't look like it's going your way, go back to that Word and, and grab hold of it and refuse to, to step one inch off of it. Amen? Because before you believe it, you're going to have opportunity to not. Because He didn't ask Jesus to say that His Son would live. He asked Him to come. So immediately the devil said, that's not what you asked for. Why would we care how we got something from God as long as we got it, right? But we do sometimes because we have preconceived notions of how we think it's supposed to go. And if it doesn't go that way, you know how many people have not been healed because they're waiting on a healing line? There's lots of people that have missed out on the anointing that's already in the room and, 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 and waiting on something else to happen up here when God said, this is how I'm doing it. Well, what if the guy would have said, well, no, we'll wait. When, when you're not so busy, you can come on over. Well, he didn't have that kind of time, first of all. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't have that kind of time. So he said, my child's dying. I need you to come. 
But the devil said, hmm, that's, I don't think that's going to work. And that guy had plenty of time. And what did he do? He believed. How do we know he believed? He left. He left. He did exactly. You know how you know somebody's believing? They're doing exactly what God told them. That, that's how you know somebody's believing. That's when it's not make-believe anymore. That's when it's not maybe-believe, not pretend. It's real. You know, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I know this is what God said. This is what I believe. Amen? Amen? I mean, think about, was it Naaman? Go, jump, go dump yourself in the river seven times. And, and he says, first of all, he's, he, he, he tried to get offended. He should be thankful for good help. Right? Well, you send, send somebody out here, you can't even kind of, am, am I just a dog that you can't really come to me yourself? You know, you, you sent the deacon to the hospital instead of the pastor coming? You know how many people haven't received their healing because the right person didn't walk in the hospital? Or no one walked in the hospital at all? Well, if they really cared about me, they'd be here. <laughs> That's the devil offering you a side of self-pity. Right after that, he's going to say, how about a glass of selfishness to wash that down with? Makes it taste real good together. Huh? You don't want any of that stuff. You don't want any of that stuff. But when, 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 when God says something, let's do it. What, what this man asked for is his son to live. And Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. And immediately the man left. How many know? And obviously that was an overnight trip to get home because when he asked his servant about it, he said yesterday was when he was healed. You guys remember the story Brother Hagen tells? And I don't remember it exact, but I guess he'd had a, something, a stroke or some small, small stroke, and his face was drooping on one side. And he said, well, he said, I knew if I went to my pastor and he prayed for me, I'd be healed. And he went to his pastor, his pastor prayed for him, he received his healing, and he walked out of there. And he walked out and saw some people, and they said, oh, I guess you can get your healing. He said, yeah, I got it. My pastor prayed for me, I got it. Right? And he went to, went, went to the house where he was staying that night, and I guess it was, I don't know where it was, but they said, oh, I guess you didn't get your healing. He said, yeah, I got it. When my pastor prayed for me just now. Right? And people kept saying that to him. He said, no, I got it. When my pastor, what's he doing? He's holding on to what he believed. That's how you receive. It takes believing to receive. That's why believing is first in that verse. It says, believe you have received. And you will have. Right? And I guess he went to bed that next night and he woke up. Face was normal when he woke up. They said, oh, I guess you got your healing last night. He said, no, I got it. When my pastor prayed for me. What's he saying? That's when he received it. When did this man receive his boy healed? When Jesus said, go your way, your son lives. That's when we should receive. The minute you got a word. The minute you got a word, you've got something to believe. You've got something to stand on. You've got something to keep you. You've got something to, to, to harvest from. Amen? And now the devil's got to get you to take something else to corrupt it. Right? Because now all you have is belief. But he's got to put something else. You know, we've got add-ins to our belief. Well, I believe, but I'm waiting on the manifestation. That's an add-in. 
Just say, I believe. Just say you believe. Amen? People say, well, people say it all the time. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't say it if that's what be led. I'm not saying you're not waiting on the manifestation. But at the same time, why do they need to know that? I don't remember when Brother Hagin was telling that story that everybody that asked him, he said, well, yeah, I got prayed for, now I'm waiting on the manifestation. No, he said, I received when my pastor prayed for me. Amen? And that's when he received, and he began walking, and he began going home. And the next day, he's, he's almost home, and, and one of his people come down to him, and they say, they say, your son liveth. What did he say? He said exactly what Jesus said. Your son liveth. Glory to God. Why? Because that's the word. It didn't change because God didn't change. What happened was what Jesus said would happen, and... The man, when the man left, he believed. It says he believed the word Jesus said and, and, and left. Amen? Jesus said a word, he believed, he left. Why? Because he had received. Once he believed, he received. His son was alive. Now, don't get me wrong, on the way home, the devil was offering him all kinds of side dishes. Right? How about a dish of worry? Now, remember, you wanted him to come with you. He didn't. You think this is going to work? Right? There's a thousand and there's a billion things. The devil's been around eons and he's good at what he does. But he is not stronger than the Word of God. He's not bigger than the power of God. He can't take something we don't give him. Amen? Amen. And this man didn't give him anything that whole trip home. He gave him nothing. Nothing to work with. Why? He'd already received his son healed. Brother Hagen gave those people nothing to work with. Why? Because every time they asked him, he said, no, I got healed when my pastor prayed for me. I'm not going to be healed. I'm healed. When did you receive it? Back when I got prayed for. Why? Because that's what he believed before he got prayed for. Amen? And and so he's walking home, and and he says, thy son liveth. And he said, said, "Just, just by chance. When did it, when did he get better? And the guy said, about the seventh hour yesterday. And the man immediately knew that was not only when Jesus spoke. It doesn't say that's when Jesus spoke the word. It says that was when Jesus spoke the word and he himself believed. Amen? The word's always there. The word's faithful. The word's true. The word's good. The, the word never fails. We fail the word. Amen? But if we hold on to what Jesus said and we believe and we don't let the devil talk us out of it and we don't order from one, two, or three, right? You don't want a one, two, or three. You want a four, right? You know, there's there's restaurants we go to. Actually, the breakfast restaurant we go to, I don't even have to give them my order. Right? That's the way it ought to be with the devil. When he comes and tries to get you to take one, two, or three, say, no, four. Four. You want something different today? No, four. I'll have a four, please. Right? I'm having full of faith, and I want a side of biscuits and gravy with it. We don't need to order off his menu. We don't need to let him decide what what sounds good. 
Because what sounds good is make-believe. What's truth is faith. Amen? Amen? And when we grab hold of that word, stay on number four, then we begin to reap a harvest, a 30, 60 increase. We produce fruit in our life. Everything we do is producing, and, and we're getting healthier. We're getting prosperous. We're, we're having joy. And, and, you know, they'll warn you when you order the number four, that comes with joy and peace, you know. Right? If you get the number four, it comes with all the goodness of God. You sure you want that? Amen? So when we order off our menu, let's quit looking at the other side. We've all done it, and let's realize that first of all. We've been one of the ten, and we've been one of the two. One of the two is better. Right? We've ordered one, two, or three, and we've had four. Four much better. Right? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Well, I don't know how that all came out that way, but there you go. <laughs> I guess I was thinking of menus. But, but it is true that, that the devil's going to offer you. He's got a flip chart of stuff. He'll, he'll, he'll try to offer you sickness every morning. Ooh, you got a stuffed up nose this morning. Got a fever? Huh? Ooh. Cough, right? Chest congestion. He's flipping his chart. He's got he's got one more. He's got as many names as you'll go with, right? If you'll keep saying yeah, oh yeah, mm, yeah. Ooh, ears clogged too. Yeah. Ooh, headache. Yeah. Maybe you should stay in bed today. That's that's the, that's the that's the badge of sickness right there. When you stay in bed, you just said I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, remember what Mrs. Moore was talking about last week when I went off the cliff with the motorcycle? This is a lot of years ago. Don't go on motorcycles anymore. Love for you guys to have them. But, but I was sitting in my chair, and my ribs were broke, and my foot, my ankle was broke, and, and it's painful when your ribs are broke. You don't want to watch anything funny when your ribs are broke. Just trust, trust me. All right? Don't put the funny shows on. All right? But Kim, she's a, she's, she loves me, and she's, she's serving me, and she's saying, can I get you this? And Oh, yeah, honey, get me that. Can, can I get you this? Do you, do you need another pillow? Let, let me prop you up, and the, devil's, and, the, and the devil's offering me all this in the form of what sounded like kindness. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm eating off that menu, and man, am I liking it. Right? Because, man, I can get everything done for me. Don't have to. No pain. Because I don't have to get up. I'm set real still. No pain. And, and, and then God says, that's exactly what sick people do. They sit in the chair and they do nothing. That's what sick people do. And I said, no, honey, I'm getting up. And, man, did it hurt the first time. Then I started getting up. You know, from that, and I went down a big cliff. I mean, it's just a miracle that I'm here, which thank, thank you, Lord. But not that Sunday, but the very next Sunday I was in church. 
Why? Because God's word's stronger. God's word's more true. He, he told me with long life he'll satisfy me. If I have the life of God running in me, then healing's happening in me at all times. And he quickened that and the Moors prayed for me and, 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 and he had, he'd healed me on the way to the hospital. There was a lot of things that were there that weren't there by the time we got there. And so good things were happening. But, but I still had to act on what I knew and what I could believe. And I knew that laying in that chair after, especially when God reminded me, that's what sick people do. What do well people do? They get up. They walk around. They go, they, they, they go to rooms all by themselves. They get their own drink. Right? They make their own sandwich. None of this sounded fun. But it was what healed people do. Amen? And what I had was a word from the Lord. I'm not saying get up. I'm saying, hear, hear from the Lord. If you're, if you're eating off the devil's menu, he's going to tell you. You're swallowing everything he puts in front of you right now. Let me put something different in there. And then he'll put in the goodness and the mercy and, and, and the love, which was, that's what sick people, sick people do. People say, that don't sound like love. It was, it was the highest form of love. It got me out of a chair that I could have been in for weeks and weeks if I'd have kept going. Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. He's doing good things, and He loves us. His Word is true, and if we'll grab hold of it, find find what He's saying to you. If He's saying, do this, dip in the river, do this, go here, do, do what He says, because it's going to work. Even if it doesn't look like it would work. Like if you're believing for money, and you see, He says, give this. And you say, well, Lord, I don't have it to give. And he says, give this. But Lord, he's not going to say another word because that's what he told you to do. Amen? Glory to God. We got a word. We got a a God that we can believe. We don't have to make believe at any time. We can believe. Amen? Amen? You guys got a song?